We're glad to have everyone else in the house today. Would you help me welcome uh, my new friend, uh, Dan Bailey, in the house today? Give it up for Dan Bailey. Thank you. Uh, we're so glad that he's uh, with us today. We're so glad again to have all of our first-time guests. And uh, we, uh, we've done this format before where it's kind of like a Q&A, and uh, I'm excited to have him in the house. So we are, we're just going to take uh, some time. We're going to talk about a lot of CrossFit things. And uh, hey, real quick, for those that uh, may not be 100% certain or maybe you're not aware, you, you just kind of stumbled in this morning, and uh, we have a, a fun event after church um, Pleasant Hills Children's Home is, is a, a children's home that we support um, as a local church. And uh, today, the WAD, the workout of the day. So um, let me make sure I connect all these dots. So that will be happening at 3 o'clock. All the proceeds uh, from today's event will go to Bless Pleasant Hills Children's Home. And I'm excited about that. We get to sow into, sow into their, their, what they're doing for those uh, beautiful children. And that's really, really exciting. And for those that are in the house today and you're not a... a you're not a CrossFit animal, you're not a CrossFit person, and you're wondering why maybe 30, 35% of the room was laughing at the video, um, hopefully uh, Dan can help us uh, bring some light to some of the terminology. And so, I, again, I want to welcome Dan Bailey. He's been a treat to be around uh, last night, hanging out at dinner with him, and uh, getting to know him just a little bit, and just a, just a stand-up guy, and, and uh, man, he's just been a lot of fun. So, Dan, welcome. Glad to have you here today. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm very humble, very excited to be here, very nervous to be here. Believe it or not, competing in the CrossFit Games is easier for me than sitting up here in this chair and talking to all you guys. Um, so I'm going to do my best. So let's talk a little bit about what CrossFit is. It's, its technical definition is constantly varied functional movement done at a high intensity. Well, what does that mean? What's functional movement? Let's get you more confused. Uh, functional movement is stuff that mimic motor recruitment patterns that are found in everyday life, right? So how many people, number one, how many people have heard of CrossFit? Just heard of it, heard the name. Okay, keep your hands up. How many have tried it before? Okay, so quite a few. Keep your hands up. How many are currently going to a box? Okay, so quite a few, quite a few. Some of you not, but let's talk a little bit about functional movement again. A squat is a functional movement. Some of you might be thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way I can squat my knees, my back. You know, it's been 40 years since I played football. I, you know, I, I can't do any of that anymore. It's done. That time is gone. I'm going to prove you wrong right now. I need everybody to just go ahead and stand up real quick. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Grumbling already. Who wants to boycott? Okay. The definition, the definition of a squat is to descend the hips below with the hip crease going below the top of the knee then stand back up to a full hip extended position. So squat, no rep, right here. And then we're gonna stand back up, perfect. So that's a squat. Some people don't think they think you do that. All I want you to do is sit down in your chair, stand back up. Glory to God, yeah, you did yeah, CrossFit, yeah. there we go. There's functional movement, we got it, all right. So uh, squatting, pushing, pressing, pulling. Uh, if you have to pick a box up off the ground, it's no different than a deadlift. Okay, uh, we talked about, she talked a little bit about uh, deadlifts earlier when she was up here, and uh, pressing, maybe you got to put a box or a glass up away uh, after the dishes, something like that. So it, it's stuff that's found typically in everyday life, and then we just kind of take it to the next level, add a little intensity component to it. So um, CrossFit is not about specialization. It's about being as good as you can in a set of 10 different general physical skills. So uh, accuracy, balance, strength, speed, power. You want to be good at 
all of those things and not great at any of them. Okay? We want to make you the most well-rounded athlete there is. Um, and CrossFit will really meet you kind of wherever you're at. Um, some people look at the videos, they see stuff online, and they're like, wow, there is no way I'm ever attempting to do that, kind of like what you might think about the squat. But you can squat. You can, you, we can modify that for you. And I want to tell you a story about um, a guy in Cookville. His name's Lee Bailey. He had his first uh, reconstructive knee surgery at about the age of 12, I think. So, and he's had at least seven or eight since then. He's now in his, uh, somewhere in his 30s, 40s, something like that. And I just met him through uh, Rich Froning, a couple other people in Cookville. He's like, I want to I get back in shape. I want to do CrossFit. I want to figure out a way to do it. Um, and when I first had him, he could not even come close to squatting to a box, doing any of those movements. So I work with him for a couple months. Uh, we work on a lot of mobility issues. We work on just that knee. Um, slowly, slowly, slowly getting better every day. And one day I, I write up this workout for him, and it has to do with squatting. And uh, it's called a goblet squat. And you flip up a kettlebell kind of upside down. It's just a, basically a ball with a handle on it. And uh, I tell him, okay, we're going to start by doing these squats. And he just, three, two, one, go, flips the kettlebell up, starts squatting up and down, below parallel, and it, it just blew me away. You know, it, it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, but CrossFit, yeah, it's something that's for everybody, um, and, it, and it focuses on those functional movements. Uh, you said something that was really interesting, um, and I don't think I've ever heard it explained that way. And by the way, uh, well, the guy that, the box that I attend, uh, Richard Vincent is in the house with CrossFit Syntex, and again, all of our boxes, we're so glad to have you, and I know CrossFit has personally changed my life, and a lot of our church people are familiar with my journey to weight loss, and, and our fast, our, I was explaining to Dan, our corporate fast that we do here at our church every year, and, and uh, but you said something that's very, I think, very important that is kind of relevant to where, what we're talking about today, and I just saw CrossFit, our relationship with God, you said that, you know, CrossFit meets us where we are, and when I think about what, what Jesus did on the cross for us, talking about meeting us where we are. Come on, somebody. I mean, God, God sending his son, amen, to this planet to meet us where we're at. I mean, it's almost like God did invent CrossFit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Um, so uh, real quick, tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the things that we talked about last night. Let's talk about your journey to where you are now. Like, you know, how you found CrossFit and, um, you know, and then, of course, we can get into the games because I know a lot of people want to know behind-the-scenes games and stuff, but uh, we can maybe explain what games, you know, people like board games, what kind of games we're yeah, talking yeah, about. But, sure. So I guess start with how you found, you know, your, your journey to CrossFit, and uh, then we can move that into the games, and then maybe we can go into the Diane okay. thing. Great. Yeah, um, I had been working and living in Fresno, California and back in 2000, what would it been, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around in there. I ended up moving back home. And uh, I started going to this local rec center, and a guy was there who was very adamant about CrossFit, you know, the kind of guy he walked in, and or when I walked in, we started talking and everything, and he's like, you got to try this, this and that. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I was kind of out of my track and field career, which is what I did in college. I ran track and uh, was looking for something to fill that competitive void a little bit, and so did a couple CrossFit workouts and was hooked instantly. Um, Started going to a local box as well as training at my house, and then there was a sectional at the Arnold Classic, big event in Columbus, Ohio, put on by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it was a sectionals event for the CrossFit Games. And I signed up at the last minute and uh, went in there, ended up winning it, and uh, 
just never looked back, I guess. That's kind of how I got involved, yeah. So maybe define for some of the people in here today, like, what, what are the games? Sure. When we say games, you know, what are we referencing? And, and uh, then I think, you know, talk a little bit about uh, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff about the games and yeah. some of your experiences with it. So the, the CrossFit games are kind of de- defined as the sport of fitness. So the winner of the CrossFit games is deemed the fittest man or the fittest woman on earth. And it is a grueling test that lasts uh, anywhere from four to five days uh, this last so year. So it's like the Super Bowl four to five days in a row, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, That's exactly. the way I think about it. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a nonstop weekend of, uh, I mean, basically testing your abilities at, again, all those ten general physical skills in a multitude of different ways. So this past year, the first event was a... Um, basically a triathlon, and we didn't even, when, we, when you show up for the games, you have no idea what you're going to do. They don't tell you, you don't know the events before you get there, so you train all year round to be as good as you can at something that you don't know that you're going to have to do for a full week, um, which adds to the nervousness, adds to the excitement, but uh, to give you an idea, like the first uh, week we were there, we showed up on a Monday, I think everybody had to be there. And Tuesday, they take us out to eat, all the athletes, and we're hanging out. And they're like, okay, we're going to announce the first event. And he starts talking. He goes, okay, first thing you're going to do, 800-meter open ocean swim. I'm thinking, okay, that's pretty common, you know, okay, an open ocean swim, all right. He's like, then you're going to get out, and you're going to ride a bike about eight miles. About two miles of that, you're going to have to, or I'm not sure how far it was, maybe a mile or mile and a half. You're going to have to carry it through soft sand. Okay, this is getting a little worse. This is not sounding like too much fun. And so and then after that, you're going to bike about eight miles, and then you're going to ditch the bike and run a seven-mile course uh, that the Marines have to do. It's called a Microwave Mountain, and it was nonstop up and down hills. I mean, we, we never ran on flat ground. Like, it was just treacherous. So you finish that whole thing. takes about two hours to get it done. You're exhausted. Like, okay, second event is right now. It's a Marine obstacle course. So everybody, we got to get ready to do that. You don't know it's coming, right? It's just, here we go, okay? And then uh, we had about a day of rest, and then three or four more days, uh, three more days of uh, about three workouts a day that um, are just very intense, uh, but a lot of fun at the same time. And you, these are things that you can watch. Of course, ESPN broadcasts, and in the summer when the games come, ESPN broadcasts uh, this event live, and then you can always archive them. Uh, Dan is a rogue fitness athlete. Yep. And uh, so I was talking to him last night. I was like, I'm assuming you get, so for all the CrossFitters in the house, you know, rogue clothing if you've ever had to purchase rogue clothing. And I was like, man, I'm jealous, dude. Like, you got any <laughs> shorts or anything you can throw in my way, you know? Um, so um, so behind, behind the scenes at the games, I mean, you know, what are some of your more, maybe most memorable experiences or, you know, maybe the people in your circle that you hang out with, your sphere of influence. I think also, talk, let's talk about some of the Christian athletes that kind of, su- not surprised me in, in necessarily their demeanor, but I just yeah. didn't know, because you and Rich are both very outspoken about your faith, right. and uh, what, especially on camera, which is so cool. And uh, so maybe talk about uh, some of the other athletes that we talked about last night, and maybe behind the scenes uh, sure. a little bit. Sure. Uh, cool thing about the CrossFit Games, all the athletes are very, very... Um, very down-to-earth, very kind, very, you know, easy to get along with. There's nobody who's really, who's out there who's a jerk. It's, it's not that kind of a sport, you know. It's, it's everybody kind of respects each other for what they do. I mean, when it's game time, you want to win. That's the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, behind the scenes, um, pretty cool thing. Myself, Rich Froning, uh, Chris Spieler, 
Graham Holmberg are all Christians, so before each event, uh, we would definitely take the time, uh, set aside some time to go ahead and pray for the event, just that we would be a window to God through our, our sport of CrossFit, you know, just any way that we can show his glory uh, through that, which is just, it's such an encouraging thing, and, and you're at an event where uh, the nerves are running high again, and there's a lot of stress, a lot of tension, but to have that there for you, you know, having brothers in Christ and, and that kind of thing, a support group, uh, it's just a really cool thing to have, you know, behind the scenes and all that. So we've got a treat for you today. We've got, um, we have a, uh, so in CrossFit, they have these, have, there's bench, uh, benchmark workouts. There's, it's a good way for you to, uh, to kind of gauge where you at, where you are at as maybe as you progress through the sport of CrossFit as you're working out. So if you've been at the box or at the gym, you know, for a year or two years, it's a good way to kind of measure, I guess it's a litmus test maybe of your fitness and where you're at. One of those workouts, it's called Diane, so they have these names and one of them is Diane, and uh, last year, uh, you broke the world record for Diane, yep. and uh, so talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to show the video. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we had this conversation, or we talked about this a little bit in the car ride from the airport. Um, Christians, and even myself, I come off as usually a pretty quiet, very, very polite person, but like in the video that you're about to see, even though I'm not talking, I'm not saying much. Uh, when you step out onto that floor, I mean, I have to admit, there's nothing but, like, straight rage going on in your head. Like, you are just ready to snap. Like, you're ready to just go crazy, and especially in a workout like you're going to see, it's a fairly fast one. Uh, it's something that you can motor through and really just hit red line. Um, so uh, I often think of a quote from uh, Wild at Heart, and it's, Every man needs a battle to fight, and he needs a place for the warrior in him to come alive, to be honored, trained, and seasoned. And CrossFit is kind of that for me. So when I'm out on the floor and everything or, or getting ready, I, I don't usually talk to people. I'm probably not a very nice person. Like, if you try to approach me at that time, like, it's just different. I'm not me sitting up in this chair. Uh, I'm a very different, uh, different person for that. But, yeah. I'm like that when I watch football at home. I don't know about, uh, I don't know about CrossFitting. I don't know. All right, so if we have that bit, let's show that video clip, and then uh, we'll move.
Wow. Wow. We look eerily similar when I do that same workout. That's yeah, crazy. I, I, I was just like, wow, you know, not hardly. Uh, so um, explain the reps and the weight and sure. what Diane is for those that may not know. Sure. The, the rep scheme for Diane is 21-15-9. So it's 21-15-9 of each, deadlifts and handstand push-ups. Uh, the deadlift weight, the prescribed weight, weight is 225 pounds. So that's what everybody was using in that workout. And then the handstand push-ups, obviously, just head has to touch the floor and arms have to be locked out at the top. Cool. So, boom. And, you know, you know, just, you know, minute 30, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's, no big deal. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me get this over within a minute and a half real quick. Uh, <laughs> while, while I'm still thinking about doing the workout, you're over here knocking out a world record. That's pretty cool. So, um, uh, so. What's cool about this is that, again, the, the stage at which you do it, the window, like, like, I like uh, what you, you just, how you frame those words, that God uses you as a window uh, in these, you know, in the games and in the regionals and, and just in events like this and speaking. Uh, so talk a little bit about your training. T- tell us about your training, maybe your diet a little bit. Okay. Um, and okay. Let's go down that road. Yeah, <laughs> training is, uh, it's intense. Um, since it's the sport of fitness, and, and this is, the CrossFit Games isn't a one-weekend event. It really starts, it's about to start here in about uh, two weeks is going to be the first, what, what's called the open workout. So there's a series of tests you kind of have to go through to just get to the games. And that first one is called the CrossFit Open, and that's anyone can compete. Anyone can, can, any of you can go sign up. You can go sign up online, and uh, you have to go to a local box or videotape your workouts to send in to kind of validate your scores for whatever the workout is. And right now the Open consists of, I believe it's five workouts. There's one workout a week. You do each workout each week as it comes around. There's a deadline to submit. And then the top 48 people in each region then get to go compete at regionals. And that's what you saw up there was the first event at our region, which Tennessee, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, uh, some of those places called the Central East Regional. Once you make it to the regionals, the top three from there get to go to the games. In our case, five go from our region because we have two past champions, actually, two past games champions in our region. Very competitive. But, uh, yeah, the season length, it's actually pretty long, and and it doesn't really give you a whole lot of time for, let's say, an off-season because, like I said, there's so many different things that you need to be good at. uh, You can't really take a whole lot of time off. I mean, for me, my off-season is kind of in the fall where – if I have something else going on, you know, I'll, I'll go do that. I'll go take care of that. Like, I, I want to go on a weekend vacation or go hang out with some family a little bit. But come this time, uh, all that kind of goes away, and it's schoolwork, training, work, train, repeat, sleep, eat. Like, that's kind of it, you know. It, it takes a lot of dedication to get there. And right now you work uh, – talk about where you work at and some kind of where you are now, what you're doing now. Yeah, I'm a – Assistant strength and conditioning coach at Tennessee Tech University while I'm finishing my graduate degree in exercise science. And I take care of the strength and conditioning for women's soccer, women's track and field, uh, men's and women's cross country, and help out with football as well. So, uh, and outside of that, I coach at our box in Cookville called uh, CrossFit Mayhem. So it makes for a busy day outside of, you know, training and everything else, but uh, I'm learning a lot and it's been really good. So tell us a little bit about your diet. Um, maybe you sure you want to hear? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we won't talk about last night. No. But, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> but tell us a little. Tell us a little bit about your diet, especially like during once, like once it's uh, it's you know ground time. It's you know wheels off. Like it's go time. What is what is diet like for you? Yeah, I try to. 
I try to steer clear of anything that's in the middle of the grocery store. So the stuff that's sitting in the middle of the grocery store, like... You're the good stuff. Yeah, the, right. The oh, stuff okay. that tastes really good. Yeah. I mean, that stuff will still be sitting there ready to go to eat after Jesus comes back. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> will still be, you know, it, it, and that can't be good for your body. Like, it can't be can't be something you want to be always putting in you. So I kind of shop around, the, they say shop around the perimeter of the store. You get a lot of fresh vegetables, fruits, uh, nuts, seeds, and lean meats, those kind of things. Where the weirdos hang out, basically yeah, on the yeah, edge. Right. Okay, the yeah, yeah. Hang out. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd be lying if I told you that's how I always eat. I mean, I'm a sucker for sweets. So uh, donuts, we have a donut shop like right across from our CrossFit gym, and I noticed you guys do too. Man, that's awful. <laughs> that is just no good. It's, it's unavoidable. But uh, for me, the, uh, I need a large amount of calories for how much I work, work out all day long. And so sometimes those quick calories come from peanut butter, milk, the occasional donut, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those kind of things. But my body is my temple, so I still try to put good food in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about your journey to faith, man. Let's, uh, we had some really good conversations last night about that, about your faith and uh, how you found Christ. And, you know, um, I'm going to... Let you start where you want to start, wherever the genesis is for that on you. So, you know, if you want to start with, you know, being raised by your parents and something and then moving or, you know, you just, you just take off with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I never really used to think that I had a testimony, to be honest. I've lived a pretty charmed life. I've had it pretty easy in, in my regard. You know, I grew up in a, a little town called Uniontown, Ohio, and it's just this, this little slice of heaven, like... I mean, nothing really ever goes wrong, and I, I went to, to college at Ohio University, and I got involved with Campus Crusade for Christ and Athletes in Action while I was down there, and we're down in the bottom of a dorm room one night, and it's a group of athletes, and we're all sharing our testimony, and I'm like a freshman in college, and I'm kind of nervous, because I don't know what I'm going to say, you know, I grew up in the church, and it's been great, and you know, where do I go with that? So there's this giant offensive lineman sitting next to me at OU, and I'm, I'm the next one to go after him for sharing his testimony. And his testimony starts off like this. He was driving in a car one night, you know, he had just shotgun like 16 beers, snorted a line of Coke, driving in his car, smashes into a telephone pole, his Bible pops out of the passenger seat, hits his chest, the steering wheel snaps, and punctures himself, but the Bible stops it. Right, saves his life. And I'm sitting there like, what are you talking about? That is not true. Gosh, what am I supposed to say now? Like, I'm this little, you know, white kid from Uniontown, Ohio, just like, okay, yeah. Man, so um, I never really thought I had a testimony. It made it really awkward to share. And I, I thought I had everything taken care of. I was that kind of guy who... Uh, I'm going to be a good person. I'm a good kid. I, I follow what my parents say. I don't do all the heinous things I've seen my brother do. And um, <laughs> I, I got it together. I got it right. Um, and it wasn't really until my junior year in high school that I started going to a um, Bible study with one of my best friend's dad was a pastor. And he really kind of opened my eyes to, you're not good enough. Nobody's good enough. You know, there is nothing you That's can good. do to earn your salvation, to bring yourself to equality with God. God did that for you. Amen. And, uh, you know, obviously the verse I want to point to is Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, or 8 and 9, for grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one should boast. 
And I was that kind of guy who would boast. So in a sense that God kind of saved me from myself. You know, he, he, he didn't have to rescue me from drugs and violence and domestic abuse or anything like that, but he needed to save me from myself. That's good. You know, it, it's very easy for somebody who has it all to think, I'm good. You know, I'm set. And you're not. You know, you're not set if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life. Um, so God's been using that in me all my life. That's been something that I've wrestled with all my life, you know, trying to do more and earn more and blah, 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 blah. You know, the kind of the list goes on. And to kind of give you an example, uh, again, back when I was in California, I uh, got laid off from a PE teaching job that I had. I made the decision to move back home with my parents. I moved into the basement, which my brother and I aptly called the condo. So <laughs> I'm back living with my parents. I'm dependent on them. Uh, I made up my mind, right, what I wanted to do to change my life course, and it wasn't going to be so focused on athletics because I kind of had run that course. I figured I was done. You know, I, I did the thing, you know, got a PE teaching job. It's not really working out, so I'm going to go into more science-based fields. I'm going to find um, success that way. And like I said, guy kind of introduces me to CrossFit while I'm back at home going to school. And uh, 2010 was my first year for the games, and I didn't make it. We had this brutal event that involved over 100 box jumps, and the last 50 uh, my first one, has, how many people have had a cramp, any kind of cramp, like serious cramp where your leg or something just seizes up, your arm, whatever, terrible feeling, nothing you can do about it. And well, my whole calf, my right calf, completely cramped. It felt like it shot up into my hamstring. It was just awful. And that was on one of 50 box jumps. So I slugged through the, the rest of them. There's some video out there that's not coming out of my nose, drooling. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. But uh, so didn't make it. And uh, I'm laying in bed kind of later that week thinking, uh, should I keep doing this? You know, no, no part of me really thinks that I should keep doing CrossFit because look at where I'm at. Like, I'm living at home. I'm totally dependent on my parents. Um, I should be out looking for a job, making money, trying to find a wife, settling down, you know, doing all those things. And yeah, 26, 27 year old, years old, and I know how much time it's going to take to be successful at CrossFit. I mean, being a college athlete, you know what it takes. You know how much time it's going to take to be there. And uh, I just didn't think that that's what I should be doing. I didn't feel responsible. But I'm laying there in bed, and I hate this statement I'm about to tell you guys, because always, it always gave me a magoo kind of feeling when people would say it to me, is uh, I'm laying there in bed, but I felt God tell me to do it. And I know that sounds crazy. It sounds crazy for me to say, but somewhere in the pit of my stomach, I kind of knew, like, I couldn't quit. Like, God's telling me, yeah. you can't quit. You have to keep doing this to, to whatever end. Like, I, it doesn't matter what you think about it. It matters what I think about it. And so, and that can be backed up by Scripture, actually. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and Amen. spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Amen. Oh, man, that, that was that moment laying in bed right there. That verse lived out in my life. Whatever it was that I had with CrossFit, however far it could take me, I could feel God saying, I want it all. I don't, I don't care if you don't ever make it to the games. I want you to do this. I need you to do this. So I, I take the year and I'm training a lot. My parents don't quite get it. I'm out in the garage screaming and huffing and puffing and, uh, you know, I come back in. I've got, like, oil on me, and I'm sweating, and, you know, I'm making t bumpers out of tires just trying to figure out a way that I can train. 
And 2011 rolls around, and that whole open, CrossFit open thing I talked about, first time we ever did that was in 2011. And I ended up winning that on a global scale. I uh, won the regional and took six at the games. Uh, this past year, uh, I got back to the games in 2012, took sixth again. And in this past year, I've had the opportunity to share about Christ to thousands of people. Just blows my mind. Like, would have never, ever imagined that I'd have the opportunity to do that, especially through this. And, and, you know, it's not what you think. It's not like people come to you and say, oh, talk about your faith in CrossFit. It's not what they ask. You know, and all those videos where Rich and I are, are talking about our faith, they say, hey, what motivates you? That's good. Hey, what is it that drives you? You know, you don't have to be asked a religious or spiritual question to give a spiritual answer. It, it's, it's something that's, that's living in you all, at all times. It, it, that is my answer for everything. Amen. So did I do or have exactly what I wanted? Do I still have exactly what I wanted? No, because now that I made it to the games, I want to win, and I haven't done that. But uh, uh, No, but what I've had is I've had God functioning in my life. Um, I wanted a job. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to earn more money. Uh, yet even in my present state where I'm at right now, I've had all of my needs met uh, beyond met, and I've been blessed beyond all measure. Um, hoping to get back to the games this, this next year here. I'm really hoping not to get sixth again, because that would be six, six. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's hopefully march up the ladder on that and not down the ladder either. Uh, but just a couple of things I, I want to touch on, uh, how God's worked in my life. Um, pastor Bobby is a pastor in church I go to in Cookville, and he said this one day, and it's just really stuck with me. God isn't always predictable. You don't always know what he's going to do in your life or where he's going to take you, but he is dependable. Amen. That's good. You can always lean on that crutch of God. Say that one more time. God is not predictable, but he is dependable. Amen. That's good. <laughs> Somebody needs to Facebook that or tweet yeah, that tweet out that right out, now. Yeah. Hashtag, uh, hashtag something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I look at CrossFit, I look at my faith, and I can draw kind of a couple conclusions. You know, it hasn't been an easy road, but God, in my life, he's been constantly buried, just like CrossFit. Amen. He's been doing a lot of different things in my life, using me a lot of different ways that I never thought would happen. Um, God has been functional in my life, just like CrossFit is functional. It enables you to do a lot of things. God's enabled me to do a whole bunch of things that I never thought were possible, and my faith has been highly intense. You can kind of see that in that video, a display of intense faith. I guess, and, and what I really want you to take away is uh, uh, faith, it doesn't necessarily always make the, uh, the pain go away, um, but it does just give you kind of the right, right perspective on how to handle it, on how to handle whatever situation you're in or how to handle wherever you're at. So that's kind of my story. Faith doesn't make the pain go away, but it gives you the right perspective on how to handle it. Absolutely. That's good. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Amen. That's good. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, as a pastor, the reason I brought Dan in, the reason we bring in uh, people like Dan and these guys is because um, I want us to see that no matter where we're at, whether a whether camera's on or not, that you honor God, that God is front and center in your life, that I would, you know, Dan was honoring God before the camera was on, and now that the camera is on, he's making sure he's honoring God that much more. And it's because of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how, how you are obedient when no one else is around, when you didn't have anyone to confirm the word that you heard from God. You know, you yeah. just felt God saying, 
you know, go do this. And it sound, probably sounded silly to other people or your parents or maybe even to yourself. Like, oh, what? Yeah. You want yeah. me to go do this for a living? <laughs> what? And, yeah. Um, but because of your obedience, look where he's promoted you. I mean, he's, he's elevated and promoted you. And, and God always adds and multiplies to our life. Amen? Come on, somebody. He never subtracts and divides. He always adds and multiplies. And when it's a God thing, it's, it's always a good thing. And he finds ways to bless us. Um, I want us to take a moment right now. I just want us to pray uh, today. And uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up today, uh, you know, w- whether you're here for the first time, maybe you're watching on the Internet or... You know, just maybe what, maybe you just came, just you just wanted to see Dan Bailey. You've seen him on TV, you, you know, you're a fan of CrossFit, and, but you're here. And you've heard an amazing message about what Jesus Christ can do in your life. That when, as Romans 10, 9 and 10, I say it almost every Sunday here, that the Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that we're saved. And, uh, but it's more than just saying these words and then, you know, there's not going to be a magic wand that I'm going to wave over you today. And, oh, you know, you're not, probably not going to hear angels sing or the lights won't flash on and off to confirm that you're saved. But if you sit there in that chair and as we pray in just a few moments, if you really believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and then in three days he rose from the grave, if you confess your sins with your mouth to Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And he can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And how cool is this that God doesn't clean us before he catches us, amen? Let me say that again. He doesn't clean us before he catches. He says, you know what, come dirty, come broken, come messed up. And I want to take you just like that. And how about you, Dan? I'm glad God did that with me. I'm glad he said, you know what, I don't need you to be perfect. And we talked a lot about this last night, even the car ride from the airport. And it, it, it uplifted me and encouraged me. And we, we bounced that off one another. Like, you know what, God, you, I don't need to be perfect for you. You're not asking me to be perfect. You're saying just bring what I have now. Bring what I have to the table, and you'll take my life. And you'll, you'll promote me. You'll elevate me. You'll bless me beyond my wildest dreams. You know, you're, you're going to protect me. You're going to take care of me. You're going to do the things that a good and great God does. Let's bow our heads. We do this just only as an as a act of a corporate reverence that we can bef- uh, with, before each other and, and before the Lord. If you're here and you're saying, you know what, Pastor Matt, as our heads are bowed, you know, I just I want to make Jesus Christ Lord of my life. I have never prayed the sinner's prayer. I've never prayed a prayer of confession where... where I've, I've asked Lord Jesus Christ to come into my life and be, be Lord of my life. And, and uh, maybe you grew up in church and, and uh, maybe you, were, you consider yourself a good person. But just sitting in church doesn't qualify you for the kingdom. Um, just like standing in your garage does not make you a car. I mean, you, you have to confess your, with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life and believe in your heart. So if, if just with your heads bowed and you say, you know what, Pastor Matt, that's me. I want to I surrender my life today. Would you just raise your hand and put it right back down all across this place? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just real quick, just raise up and put it right back down. You say, you know what, I, I want to make that confession today. I want to surrender my life to Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone, repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I believe that you died on the cross. And in three days, you rose from the grave. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for for cleansing me and making me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give a praise the Lord and congratulate all those that prayed that prayer today.